Cooperative living is one of those ideas that has been sort of like percolating at garden spot communities for years, and we call it the slow hunch. You know, we'll recognize that there has to be a solution to a big problem, but it takes a lot of time, a lot of forethought, a lot of innovative thinking to create a prototype and a possible solution. So we recognize the need for affordable housing without dependence on government subsidies. And the value of living in community and creating deep relationships. But we realize that living in close proximity can be really messy. But really rewarding. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Retire with Purpose. Hello, I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. In every episode of Retire with Purpose, you're going to hear from someone who is living life with purpose and to the fullest. Our goal for season one is to debunk the retirement myths. And, you know, we're surrounded by retirees all day, every day, who are just having the time of their lives. And we think that you should, too. So you'll get advice and tips from people who are living the good life in retirement. In case this is the first Retire With Purpose podcast you're listening to, with each episode, we will include a downloadable PDF where you will find the main points of our discussion. Just to get you thinking, we will offer fun facts before each interview. And at the end of each podcast, we'll tell you how you can enter to win a hot air balloon ride for two in the Garden Spot Village hot air balloon. Today, the retirement myth that we're going to debunk is that co-living is just for millennials. Co-living is a model that is popular with the younger generation. Just think of Friends, the popular NBC show in the 1990s. Young professionals shared apartments in New York City because it was more affordable. As we age, we marry, buy a home, raise our children, and when the children leave, we are left with an empty house. How do we take the idea of co-living and apply it to life in our 60s? Yeah, right. So I'm going to start this conversation with a caveat. I really dislike the word senior, but for lack of a better way to talk about our industry, um, we're going to use the word senior, but just for this conversation. One of the emerging challenges in, quote, the senior living is the gap between people who can afford to live in a traditional retirement community and those who qualify for affordable housing. At Garden Spot, we want to serve everyone regardless of their resources. And even further than that, the founders of Garden Spot Village desired to speak into the way services are provided to older adults around the world. As a result, we're constantly thinking about new ways to provide innovative housing and services for older adults. You know, a lot of people choose to age in place. Is that an affordable option? Well, it can be, but the challenge is avoiding isolation. What does our society do with the worst criminals? We put them in isolation. And yet, People choose isolation under the pretense of maintaining independence. Many people remember their college years, the years they spent living in close proximity with people their own age, as good years. Keeping that community idea in mind, Garden Spot began to look at some emerging housing trends for millennials, especially co-living, and began to think about how it might apply for people who are over 62. So we introduced co-living as a pilot project in an attempt to see if it was a solution that might work. The home was built with volunteer labor and donated materials, which makes it affordable and independent of government subsidies. 
And the idea of community helps combat the natural tendency of our world to become smaller and smaller as we age. Today, we share the story of Ruth Dunlap, whose life has grown since moving to Thistledown Co-Living House in April 2018. We'll be right back after our fun fact. Did you know Lancaster County has a rich history and dates to 1729. It is home to Lancaster Central Market, the country's oldest continuously operating farmer's market, and Sturgis Pretzel House in Lidditz, where America's first pretzel bakery was established in 1861. Lancaster is also well known for being home to large Amish and Mennonite communities. To learn more about life in Lancaster County, visit discoverlancaster.com. So today we're here with Ruth Dunlap. Uh, welcome. Thank you for coming and joining us. What's it like to live with four people that you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting, energizing, exhausting, uh, dynamic, wonderful. Uh, maybe a few tears, not too many. Um, just lots of laughs. It's really... That's been very interesting to me. Um, a lot of differences, but a lot of similarities because of age and experiences and uh, life situations. But at the same time, all independent people in different ways and for different reasons. So yeah, we have a lot of opinions. <laughs> and, a lot of good. and a lot of ideas. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Can we just step back and think about that first time when you walked into to the Thistledown Co Living House? Um, you talked about a, a wish list that if you built a new house, you had a couple things that you wanted, and and what that felt like to walk into Thistledown as a new house under construction. Mm, wow. Uh, the first time I walked into the house, went into one of the rooms, because there's five individual rooms, each with their own private bathrooms, uh, I was struck by the large windows, the light emanating into that room. And we walked on down the hallway, past other rooms, and into the common areas. And again, the light and the sun and the windows just the brightness, the sense of uh, not being too closed in. When you moved into the home, the the construction and the quality, and what, what was it like? The quality of the construction and the attention to a lot of the details of the common areas and also the freedom to develop a our own personal space and again the details the quality of the um, facilities the functional parts were just very good quality this was just like an ideal situation And then hearing the stories and talking with some of the people who had been involved with the builder, talking with the electrician, different people who were still working on the house. Um, Just the feeling and the quality and the 
the respect that people showed, no matter where I walked, no matter who I talked with on the garden spot properties, people looked you right in the eye. And it's, that was something that I picked up on very early that, you know, these are real, really, really great people. I'm wondering, so you had looked at other affordable living options, yes. right? And I think that in a lot of cases, people think of affordable living. They think about these dungy sort of big apartments that are sparse. And, you know, this is nothing like that. So, like, can you sort of describe for our listeners what, what the house is like and how it compares to some of the other, you know, affordable options you had looked at? Some of the affordable low-income housing options that I viewed were from concepts that had been developed, I'd say maybe 15, 20 years ago. So that gives you some sense there of the aging process of these places and facilities. In most of the other low-income senior housing that I looked at, there were groups of apartments, long hallways, so it wasn't the idea of a home. You know, this whole concept of the cooperative living house, the becoming the thistledown, um, was just a different concept. This is a home. This is a family situation. You've talked about some of the ways you've intentionally created that feeling of home within the, 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 the house, right? Mm-hmm. And you've talked yes. about how it feels like home now. Yes. Um, what are some of those things that you've done to create family among strangers. The day I moved into Cooperative Living House, I said, I'm home. I obeyed that transition. It was not a a difficult process. It was not a conscious process. I moved. I sold my house. That was my home. Now I moved to a new house. This is home. This is my home. And this is our home. We had social workers meet with us periodically and help to discuss some of our personal lives and some of our transitioning questions and so forth. So we had other support than just ourselves, which was very important and very helpful. There was a tendency to try to get us organized schedules to clean, schedules to maybe cook, or schedules maybe to use the laundry room. And we sort of tried some of those, and they didn't really work. And then the next week, they said, well, why don't we try a different schedule? And we tried these. Well, yeah, we don't really need that, I don't think. So then we were kind of more left on our own as time went on. And said, well, if we really need this, you know, we'll come up with some plans, some ideas. And the process, which is surprising, I think, to us and also to outsiders who are viewing this whole idea and this concept as they come to visit us, talk with us, say, well, how do you, how do you manage, you know, using the laundry room? How do you manage cooking your meals? How do you eat, do you eat together at certain times? Well, we don't really have schedules. And they say, well, how do you, how does it work? We just do. it's kind of like a family you just figure it out right we do and we have different personalities and some are working part-time some people are working 
full-time, some have cars, some do not have cars. So our flexibility, our movement, our coming and going, some have family in the area, some do not. It just, it's, we're different, but the same in a lot of ways. In our household, you know, it's my wife and my two daughters, and we all do our own laundry. So it's pretty much like, hey, I'm doing laundry now, you know, or <laughs> like, is anybody doing laundry? And then you just you just live it. Yeah. Yes, and we respect each other. We ask, hey, I would like to, you know, make a pot roast dinner today. Is anybody else going to need the kitchen? Or, hey, I really need to do my laundry. Is anybody else planning on doing laundry today? So we talk with each other, yeah. You do life together. Talk, yeah. You pick yes. it out. Yes. As part of the Thistledown co-living house, you're part of the Garden Spot Village community. What are some opportunities that you've taken advantage of being part of Garden Spot Village? Oh, that's one of the true joys and opportunities for growth, for oh, just interaction with people and getting to know new people. And uh there's so many opportunities because we are part of the community, even though we're across the street and we're not involved with or have access to the healthcare care uh, aspects of the Garden Spot community. However, we certainly have advice and information available through the social workers, etc., on any kind of issues or concerns. But we have full access to the Garden Spot community of restaurants, theater, exercise equipment, swimming pool, activities. And we have been very welcome. There was a very intentional welcoming group. We were paired up with a friend, a Garden Spot friend, who for a year approximately um, sort of took us under their wings and showed us around, answered any questions or, you know, did as little or as much as maybe we wanted to do with them personally. So that was a very welcoming way of getting to know about the community. The wonderful part of this opportunity is that it is open-ended. You, we have an agreement, we have a certain, you know, few guidelines in the house and so forth, but it is not a lifetime commitment. So is there some freedom in that, knowing yes. that you're not locked in? Yes, there is a freedom. If I choose to move, if all of a sudden I realize I have to move to California to help take care of my son or something, or you know, I have to move to Iowa to help take care of my sister, I have that opportunity. Very good. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ruth. It has been a delight to hear from you today. This is a wonderful opportunity. And a year and a half later, I'm now being asked to speak. And it's, it's a gift and it's also a challenge. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Do you believe in the power of new ideas? Garden Spot Communities has been recognized as an innovative leader in the retirement living industry. From introducing households and skilled nursing, to building a cooperative living house, an affordable housing model without government subsidies, to Sycamore Springs, an award-winning, innovative 55 and over neighborhood. Each of these innovations was the result of observing the marketplace, listening to people explain what they need, 
and finding a solution that fits within the guidelines of our industry. We invite you to join us as a team member, resident, or fan. Find Garden Spot Communities at www.gardenspotcommunities.org or on Facebook to start a conversation with us. At the end of the day, the co-living pilot is successful. People are finding a new sense of family and community. You know, the piece of Ruth's story that is most significant to me is that she now feels like she has a voice, an opportunity to speak. You know, and for people who, for reasons outside of their control, find themselves in a situation where their only option is affordable housing, having a voice is rare. That is so true. And we can only find a voice when we are in relationships of mutual respect. And that's one of the important pieces the Thistledown Co-Living House is attempting to accomplish. Building a cooperative living house is one way that Garden Spot Communities is trying to do good in the world. The concept may have originated here, but, you know, we are willing to share it with whoever is interested as a way to begin to address a growing nationwide problem. It was a long journey for us, but every step was worth it. We summarized the five steps to building a cooperative living house in a PDF. Um, Essentially, it comes down to, number one, build awareness. Number two, garner support. Number three, raise the funds. Number four, build a home by enlisting volunteers, and five, find the right people who can live together. The formula sounds easy, but it wasn't obvious. And we've discovered it really does work, so we would love to see it replicated. Our hope is that the PDF, which is entitled Five Steps to Building a Cooperative Living House, will spark your interest and encourage you to think about what is possible in your community. In our next podcast, we'll hear from Sally Middlestadt, a Garden Spot Village resident who thrives on traveling on a budget. She is going to share some really cool traveling tips for saving money and exploring the world. Um, Before we go, through the end of June 2020, if you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we'll enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Um, Just be sure to mention the podcast before you hit the submit button. Again, if you want to take advantage of this opportunity, contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Don't forget to do this before June 30, 2020. And one final thing before we go, I'm happy to answer general questions about, you know, retirement living. Um, so to that end, we've set up an email address that's entitled Ask Scott. So you can email me directly at Ask Scott. It's all one word. Ask Scott at gardenspotcommunities.org and I'll get back to you. So thank you for listening to Retire With Purpose. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. Special thanks to Garden Spot Village resident Ruth Dunlap. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox and our producer is Gavin Souter. Our commercial and fun fact voice is Kelly Swigert. 